0: On this week's episode, is it time to spin the Wheel of Time? We're on the hunt for bounties with Cowboy Bebop. And who did audience call this weekend but the Ghostbusters? All this and more as we once again delve into the Pop Culture Cosmos. Welcome to the Pop Culture Cosmos. We're back with another episode of the Pop Culture Cosmos. This is Gerald Glassford from Pop Culture Cosmos, Game Source, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and the Lakers Fast Break. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, the Lakers Fast Break, Source, Humanic and Media, and everything that we do here at, at PopCultureCosmos.com, including the fact that we are Facebook's number one tabletop RPG streamer. And if you want to check out all the games that we do each and every week, whether it's run by our weekend guy, Mitch, who's just an awesome DM, check out his awesome shows on the weekend, or if it's Roger for our world famous Demolition Force on Mondays, or whether it's Melinda and Rob guiding you through the week, or if it's Victor coming on for one of his special shows, go ahead and check out all the tabletop RPG action that we have for you each and every week right there at Facebook, where you can also check out the latest news and trends in pop culture and Black Friday right there for you at Pop Culture Cosmos on Facebook. But it wouldn't be a Pop Culture Cosmos without my good friend. He is our own Black Friday of Pop Culture Cosmos. You got to go ahead and check out what he's doing today at popculturecosmos.com. Of course, everything that he does at humanitymedia.com, including his awesome shows, Topicocalypse and the Super BS Gamescast. Plus, you can go ahead and buy, maybe at a Black Friday deal itself, his awesome book, Congratulations, You Suck. You can go ahead and pick it up today at Amazon and Barnes Noble it is my good friend it is Josh Peterson What's up man What's
1: well, so up there's something weird going on with your camera today like you're facing up and I feel like I'm in elementary school and I got in trouble and I'm seated across from the principal but he's so much bigger than me and I'm what about this, like, to get a
0: lecture
1: Yeah Exactly. No, it's all good. Well, dude. let
0: me just adjust it down for you. How about that?
1: Now I can only see half your face. It's all oh, good. Yeah. It's all good. It, this is like those scenes with Vin Diesel. Oh, and then it fell over. And then it just topples over. There this you is go. like those scenes with Vin Diesel on The Rock and Fast and the Furious, how they always point the camera upwards on Vin Diesel to make him look taller. Yes. Even though we all know he's wearing like five foot platform shoes. So.
0: And you said you mentioned this on your Instagram account.
1: I did. I did. Yeah. Yes. So if, you know, if, if anyone ever tells you that your girl is too tall for you, you can just buy yourself a pair of Vin Diesel shoes and you'll be good.
0: There you go. Wear those lifts. Yeah. But we are going to have a great episode today. Busy out there in shopping land like we were this past weekend. Well, we hear you out there, but we're going to try and give you some tips on what Black Friday things to shop for this weekend because it's a Definite good time to go ahead and do some Black Friday shopping, even though they've been spreading out the deals over the course of this month. And we've been reminding you and showing you here at the Pop Culture Cosmos. We're actually going to go ahead and have a little bit more Black Friday tips for you coming up on the program. Plus, also as well, Josh has some thoughts on the Halo Infinite multiplayer that just dropped. The free-to-play multiplayer that's now available. Does it bring back the multiplayer experience that... He and I finally remember from Halo's Gone By. He's going to talk about that coming up in a bit. Amazon Prime's The Wheel of Time is now available, and this series is getting a lot of notoriety. Amazon is putting a lot of marketing dollars behind it. Is it worth your time? We're going to be talking about that coming up on the show as well. Plus, we've got Don Fobbs stopping by for a monthly TV update. Where she gives you some of the 2021 cancellations, but I really wanted to go ahead and ask her as a consumer out there is it now the best time ever to be a television viewer with all the options that are available out there in streaming and cable and broadcast? So I asked her that question, and you'll be kind of surprised to hear the answer coming up on the show as well. But my friend, there is much to talk about when it concerns. Cowboy Bebop coming up here in a bit as well. But first, it is a box office win for Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters did check in with a very brisk $44 million this weekend at the domestic box office. Plus, it looks like it's going to garner right around $100 million worldwide. So it is looking like it's really going to be doing well overseas. It's really doing well so far across the gambit of theaters. So you are one of those individuals that had the chance to check out Ghostbusters Afterlife. So I want to hear your thoughts on if Ghostbusters Afterlife is a movie that people need to check out in the not-too-distant future.
1: Okay, yeah. Let me let me start this off by saying this is not the quirky Ghostbusters of years gone by. So if you're planning to take like your kids to go see this movie, just know that it's a lot darker than the Ghostbusters that originally came out that being said if your kid is okay with things that are a little more terrifying then yes this is a great you know it's a it's a it's a a great film you know i mean in my opinion i really i enjoyed it a lot i like those movies that are like super eight you know and et and you have like all the movies that revolve around kids having these grand adventures and you know i thought the acting was well done it's kind of like ghostbusters 2.5 though like it's it's not really like a fresh story It just kind of continues what happened in ghostbusters 2 like it even brings back you know it revolves around the story of like gozer and the key master and the gatekeeper or whatever it just kind of it kind of carries that story on but introduces a new generation of ghostbusters so it's it's, it's well,
0: let me ask you this Kay. ghostbusters 2 is a much reviled movie i cannot stand that movie i lived through that movie and just, it almost until what i saw from the outstanding animated series it really turned me off on the series by watching that movie so does it redeem ghostbusters 2 in any way shape or form yeah
1: okay okay, wait remind me real quick is it ghostbusters 1 or 2 that has gozer in it
0: it's i think one
1: okay so sorry this continues the story of ghostbusters Ghostbusters
0: 2 was about the dude with the man painting and and
1: oh it. okay never mind so
0: you look at it you become charmed and you know it's all about based off of anger and the anger built up a cesspool that consumed the entire New York City and all that.
1: That's right. Okay, so never mind. This is a continuation of Ghostbusters Yeah, that's what I figured. One. Yeah, that's I'm that's sorry. Right. not It's been a while since so, I've watched the original. So basically,
0: they skipped over Ghostbusters 2 is what you're saying. Yeah,
1: well, they, so, I mean, they acknowledge some of the stuff that happened in Ghostbusters 2. You know, they make jokes about it. But yeah, this is kind of a continuation of the... Gozer and the gatekeeper and all that and like they even have this I
0: remember uh, with the gatekeeper was rick moranis
1: rick moranis and that's what we were actually hoping to see rick moranis in the too. in the movie and you know they they have an in-credit scene with sigourney weaver it's not doesn't really like set anything up it just kind of lets you know hey like she's still there but yeah it kind of goes deeper into that it shows like what happened after ghostbusters 2 like what they you know you have talks about what the characters did and, you know, and this story revolves around Egon's family, right? Like, it kind I'm not going to spoil anything, but it... The, but the
0: granddaughter. The granddaughter.
1: That's who you see in the trailer. You know, that being said, I i, I think it, it's a great movie. If you look at it, it's definitely filmed a lot darker. Like, the cinematography is a lot grittier looking. It's got a Stranger Things vibe to it, obviously, because uh, Finn Wolfhard's in it. And... Yeah, they, i they, think
0: it's intentional i think it's also uh, relatable to a modern audience <laughs>
1: right because that's what people want to see so you know and, and uh, it has
0: the sexiest man alive and it in has paul
1: red, red. and paul red is absolutely Batman. fantastic in this movie like he is h- hand, hands down like he is hilarious and they introduce this new kid his name they call him podcast because like the whole movie he's like filming a podcast he keeps on like putting a his podcast man. right i've never don't never heard of him before Yeah, anyways, I don't want to spoil it too much because this is opening weekend. maybe we can spoil it a little more next time. But, like, I think it's a really great film if you want to go and, like, feel the joy of the old Ghostbusters. But also, like, experience something new. It's definitely worth watching. The, uh, The acting's great. The directing is great. The cinematography looks really good. And it's kind of interesting to see... I mean, I guess it's like symbolic too. like they're trying to pass off, like cr- create, make this franchise fresh for a new generation. And they yes. kind of show that in the movie itself when they're trying, when they get all these like young characters to, to realize that like, oh, hey, you know, my grandfather's part of this legacy of the Ghostbusters and he's was literally trying to save the world. So now we have to pick up the mantle and continue with his work. And for those of you wondering, yes, the old Ghostbusters do show up at some point, but they don't. They don't steal the film, if that makes sense. No. Like they show up, do do whatever it is that they're gonna do, but they don't. The spotlight isn't really stolen for any moment of time from this new group of kids, and that's well, they already gave that away because
0: they've been doing PR for the film this past week. I'm glad to see that they didn't take over the franchise, but that they were recognized in more of a, uh, I guess, a personable fashion than what we've seen. Because I remember the 2016 movie, the reboot, they kind of acknowledge them in like fleeting fashion because they wanted to do something completely different i'm glad to see that they're holding the legacy in many different ways and it starts with the director jason reitman who takes over for his uh, father yeah who Uh, was ivan reitman who directed the first two films
1: yeah and you can see a lot of like the, the stuff that he talked about that struggle that he had with his dad growing up you can see a lot of that in the story and i think that that's really neat I also think that it's cool how him and his dad worked together like on this movie to kind of make sure that the legacy of the old Ghostbusters was respected this time around.
0: Harold Ramis is the one, unfortunately, who's passed away. and But you see his legacy uh, being passed on in this film as far as his influence. Because he helped create the Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Great to see that them recognize not only his character, but his work as well, along with, like you said, Jason Reitman taking over for his father, Ivan Reitman. But yes, it is Ghostbusters Afterlife. It is getting a lot of people going to the box office for it with a nice, tidy $44 million domestically at a box office and getting some good money overseas as well. So hopefully this will be a good hit for Sony and we'll be able to see more of this in the future. And I think already based off the positive vibes that this movie is getting off this weekend, I think we will see more in the way of Ghostbusters, don't you?
1: Yeah, I think so. I, they definitely, I didn't stay for the second after credits scene, but apparently there is one that kind of makes you s- see, like, oh, hey, there's probably going to be more of this what out a shock. there. For those of you who are going with the expectation of seeing Slimer, I'm sorry, unfortunately, he is not in this, but they do replace him with a very lovable, ugly or er, new monster called Muncher, and he gets plenty of screen time.
0: That's to be expected because, you know, obviously what worked before they're trying to do the same since. So it's something that they draw back to. But, yeah, it seems to stand up well on its own right. It is Ghostbusters Afterlife. Have you checked out the film like Josh has? Please, if you have, we'd love to hear your thoughts on it because it's something that definitely might go down as one of the better films of the year. So we want to hear about your experience with Ghostbusters Afterlife and if it's something that people should check out please let us know popculturecosmos at yahoo.com hey this is chad
2: from ghost toasters and you're listening to pop culture cosmos podcast
1: big on america hey guys this is jason dutch with dig on america podcast and i'm here with big hops and i'm also here with
0: well, there's still much more to talk about on today's program, my friend. I wanted to ask you this when it comes to Halo and Halo Infinite. We all know that the game is coming out next month, and I've already been ad nauseum complaining about the fact that they all the missed opportunities already that have gone by. But last week at that Monday, let's pat ourselves on the back for 20 years symposium that we saw for Xbox 20. And of course, happy birthday, Xbox, on that. But that was still quite a bit for stuff for not a lot that you got out of it until the very end where they said, you know what, we're going to throw the free to play multiplayer part of Halo infinite out there right now, which was a big surprise and a welcome one at that. And people have been playing it since. And despite the issues with the battle pass, the actual game itself, that part of it, the actual gameplay, the maps that are out there, 10 and all the actual variants, the big team battle capture the flag, it brings back a lot of what I liked about Halo, my time with Halo Infinite multiplayer. It brings back a lot of that, the fact it's free to play, it's a entry, good entry point. The things that you have to earn is cosmetically. I don't see much in the way of pay to win, so I'm, I'm very happy about that. But my friend, I want to hear your thoughts on Halo Infinite's multiplayer and the fact that not only is it great that it's free to play, but that it's out right now
1: yeah i mean this is something i wasn't expecting there's a lot of other cool news from that you know xbox 20 thing too with all the backwards compatibility the backwards stuff but I think that, yeah. yeah but yeah it's, speaking to halo yeah I, I did get some time to sit down with it it does feel great you know it, it's, it's very smooth a friend, friend of mine from the old days of super bs phrased it well when he said it plays like butter like it it it's all muscle memory, like you go back to how smooth the uh, multiplayer felt in like Halo Two and Three, and it it feels just like that. And it's that's kind of good for them because in a we we've had all these like shooters come out lately. We had Battlefield twenty forty two, Call of Duty, none of which have like really struck well with a lot of the big name reviewers as far as the multiplayer goes. And then Halo Infinite comes out, and people are really digging this game. So you know we had we've talked a lot about where Halo stands and the grander scheme of these big shooters and i I feel like halo infinite is really off to a good start my complaints though
0: my Uh watch out
1: my complaints are this it takes forever because they really want you to buy battle passes they want you to buy the battle pass and all the other season passes or whatever that are going to be attached to this game when you first signed into like halo reach and halo 3 they had a lot of cosmetic stuff that you could do. Do you remember that? Like they had yeah. not not a lot, but they had like four or five choices, you know, as far as like gear. And yeah, you you earned and unlocked a lot of stuff. And you can kind of like throw together this random looking armor piece and it would look cool. You're like, "Oh yeah, that looks really awesome." In this one, you have to earn it, but you have to earn it after you buy the battle pass. And I think that that is something that is going to be frustrating to a lot of people because I, for one, like they said, it was free to play, but it's not really free to play, you know, if you want to play for more than just the the joy of playing the game. And I remember in Halo 3, you get a lot of experience points per match, but this one you get a very minimal amount of experience points because they want you to achieve certain objectives like you get one for like oh yeah i get one for just turning on the game that day but you also like hey get so many kills with this or get so many kills with that and you don't really get a chance to do a lot of that in these matches like you have to be really good in order to and maybe a lot of people can get there one day but um it's just it takes a lot longer to level up your character in
0: what a shock my friend yeah free to play game
1: yeah and i guess that's kind of what bums me out about is i like it I really like it, but I don't like those aspects of
0: it. Well, let me ask you this. I mean, I'm I'm playing it. I'm not playing it for anything building up to. I'm just going to play it to play it. I just want to play it because the variants. I just want to play it because I miscaptured the flag. I just want to play it because I miss big team battle. I just want to play it because I, I enjoy running people over with a ghost every now and then. I enjoy it because I love snatching something out of the air as far as stealing a, a vehicle from them and then driving it away and laughing at the same time. I love it because the fact that I can get an energy sword and just having the opponents, you know, just right there for you. I love that, that thrill of getting the, the flag and trying to escape with the victory, you know, and, and hitting it back to my home team's base. If I just want to go ahead and do that, is that going to be a problem?
1: No, no, absolutely not. Like, it, it does... I have played a bunch of different variants. I played Slayer, I played Capture the Flag, I have played Oddball. Like it's all it's all there and it feels very nice. And if you're in it just for that, then that's yeah, it, it definitely satisfies on all accounts. I just don't like the new button layout. That's that's my my one complaint. Like I miss like there's there's so many things, so many like new things going on like you have I miss being able to like just run up and like hit you know, the, either the joystick or wide to be able to hit somebody. So you have definitely have to get in there and mess with the button layout and find something that satisfies you. But if you're just looking to jump on and have a good time, like, yes, it definitely does. That. It definitely satisfies to that extent.
0: And I think that's where way you've got to approach this. I mean, if you're trying to approach it from a competitive standpoint or like back you and I in the day on Halo 2, for me especially, Halo 3, I was just there for fun. But Halo 2, I was trying really hard to rank up. Yeah, and get my rank up and I was in the I think for me I never got to 50 I think it was in the high 30s at one point and for me that was the best I could do just because it was so hard to keep that rank after a while because you got matched up against so many great individuals out there that are playing at the same time you are I don't have that urge to go ahead and do that anymore I don't have that urge to go ahead and play six, seven, eight hours of Halo multiplayer like you I don't have that time anymore to go ahead and do that yeah i just have the time maybe to go ahead once or twice a week popping on for an hour play a couple missions of caption flag and pay a couple times of slayer there you go my friend i'm good for the week yeah that's what i'm going to do and that's what i intend to have fun with if that's the case
1: right and speaking to to you know the old days like i as i'm sitting here playing it There's just something it's very nostalgic, but it's also like kind of heartbreaking at the same time, because I'm sitting there thinking, like, I would love to play this with my brother and like Big Dog and Brian Kane and some of the old people that we used to play with at Best Buy from when we all worked there. But it can't, you know, because everyone's kind of like moved on with their lives, you know, and like as much as I want to relive those glory days. I'm sitting here just playing with strangers, so I guess to that extent, it's not something that really makes me want to sit down and play for hours. But it is something that I do enjoy playing, you know. At well, least. But the thing is, you're a playing a
0: multiplayer game, right? And you have clearly stated you've tried to shy away from multiplayer games because you don't find the fascination in them anymore.
1: Yeah, for that very reason, just because there's the people that I used to play these games with, like they just don't, you know, they're not playing anymore. So. Uh, But that being said, like, I, yes, I, anytime I've turned this game on, like the matches only last like three minutes. So no, well, three to five minutes. Usually you, you do a a couple different styles of it, but I have enjoyed playing it, you know? So every time I've turned it on to play, I played for at least 30 minutes. If that tells you anything about it.
0: That tells me a lot. And that tells me that, you know, it it has actually a lot of people out there like yourself, that's returning to the Halo series. And that's what Microsoft and 343, we're looking for when they release this is a lot of nostalgia for people to come back to it. But again, it's still a hard deal because the fact that you're trying to find Xbox series X's and trying to find the available game pass, the battle pass and going through all that. I mean, it's just to, if you really want to get into it, but for someone, if just like myself is just going to go into it, such a casual fashion, this could be something that I really could get into even if I hear bad things about the Halo Infinite campaign.
1: Yeah, exactly. And the Halo Infinite campaign is definitely something that, and that's something that's cool too, is that as you're playing through the campaign, you earn stuff for multiplayer. So that's neat. But, uh, you know, th- this might be something that I will play the campaign, but I don't know how much. I look at it this way it's going to be, for me, it's going to be like the most casual multiplayer game that I have available to me. Because it's going to be something that I'm not going to dedicate time to sit down and play. But there I can imagine myself being like, oh, hey, I got 30 minutes a game. Why don't I go turn on play a couple matches of Halo?
0: I agree. I agree with you on that. I'm just looking for, again, something that I can go ahead and maybe two or three hours a week and just chill and just do it to enjoy it. Just do it to have fun and remind me of the days gone by with Halo 2 where I spent years playing that game. The Halo 2 multiplayer version of it, and just I enjoyed it immensely, night in, night out. When I was going ahead in my younger days, and now that I'm older, I just want to go back and appreciate the, you know what I did back then by playing you know a round or two every now and then on the Halo Infinite multiplayer. So I'm happy to see that it is a free to play option, and if it's a, a good barrier for entry, if you're just going into it casually. Now, if you're going into it looking for more serious things, then I don't know. That's that's gonna be something that you're getting into the free-to-play concept, you're getting into microtransactions, you're getting into battle paths, you're getting into all those things that there's a barrier of entry that may be too high for some people or maybe frustrating for some people, like you said, with yourself. For me, again, I just wanna go into it casually because if I try to go ahead and, and get into it any way, shape or form in a competitive fashion. I know I'm going to
1: be let down. Yeah, and it definitely, it, it, it satisfies to that extent. So don't, I mean, I, I know I've, I've given mixed reviews here, but it is it is cool. It is really great. Like The it, gameplay is cool. Yeah, That's- like I, I have enjoyed it. It's a really great thing, you know, especially since to get someone like me who doesn't like multiplayer games to so sit down and play more than one match, like it's really accomplished a lot, at least in my book.
0: Well, it is the Halo Infinite multiplayer, free to play. I hope you have had a chance to check it out. It it did drop with the announcement from the Xbox 20 live stream. That was last Monday. So it's been out almost a week. In fact, it probably will be out a week by the time you hear this. So if you have thoughts on the Halo Infinite multiplayer, we'd love to hear them. PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com or PopCultureCosmos on Facebook, PopCultureCosmos on Twitter, Instagram. Wherever you can go ahead and get your social media, even TikTok, let us know your thoughts on the Halo Infinite multiplayer, pop culture cosmos at yahoo.com. Before we go ahead to Don Fobbs from the Mother Daughter-ish podcast and her monthly TV update, and then after that we're going to be talking about Black Friday memories and also some of the stuff that you can get right now because coming Black Friday and everything going on with Cowboy Bebop. And we'll get your impressions then, but. Before we head to the break, my friend, it is Amazon Prime's Wheel of Time. It's something that has gotten a lot of publicity. And I want to commend Amazon Prime for putting out the word on this because they've been pushing this hard. I know that my wife, I know that a lot of other individuals out there have been talking about their anticipation for this series that's coming to life with Rosamund Pike, a very gifted actress heading this up. With a lot of younger, not as well-known names, also a part of the cast. But this, to me, from what I'm seeing, it looks to be really good. Your thoughts on Amazon Prime's Wheel of Time?
1: So I, I, I mean, I had heard things about this show, and I've, I'd seen, I'd seen the trailer for it. I haven't actually sat down and watched it because so I didn't even actually know it was out until I went to go turn on Cowboy Bebop the other night and saw like yes. a, a banner for it. So I, I mean I don't really know much about the source material. I know it's based on a book series. I don't know too much about it. So that being said, I have zero expectations for something like this, and that kind of makes me more intrigued by it because I don't, I don't know what I'm expecting going into it. That being said, you know it's like it, it's 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 uh, it's it's a fantasy series, and every time something like that gets put on television and it's not lord of the rings related it has a rough go of things so i'm just curious i mean outside game of thrones was like the or the witcher the witcher yeah i mean these were these newer shows are the first like break out the gates but now i'm seeing like amazon's budget for a show like this would obviously have to be high so i that that being said i mean i'm intrigued i would like to sit down and maybe watch an episode or two of it but I don't really have a lot of knowledge on this topic. What what are you what are you thinking about this?
0: Well, I'm intrigued. I saw the trailer and it's something that I think that if it gets my wife interested right off the bat, something that definitely you know pleases me as well if she and I both can get into something at the same time cuz our taste in, in, in stuff outside the Marvel Cinematic Universe is mixed. You know, sometimes we like things together. Sometimes she has her own thing. I have my own thing, just like all couples out there. So I'm glad that we anytime we can go ahead and experience things together. So I'm looking forward to my time that I'm going to spend with the Wheel of Time. Get it? Time? Time? No, that's good. That's <laughs> good.
1: Go. It's like a wheel just keeps spinning.
0: Exactly. Woo! back to back. But i tell you what, I am really intrigued by it, so I will we'll see what happens, my friend. I'm going to give it a shot and see if this is something good. I mean, my gosh, we've got Amazon Prime just because for the shopping season, if you've got it, Might just for even for it. now, for the Black Friday season or the holiday season, you got to go ahead and check it out. It's like right there with it. You can't avoid it. You should get it. It's right there advertised all over the place, so just give it a shot, even if it's just one or two episodes. I mean – Again, if, even if you picked up Amazon Prime for this one time a year before the, all the holiday shopping begins, this would be a great time for you to go ahead and get into the Wheel of Time because you know what? It's there. It's part of Amazon Prime. I think it's a good choice to make.
1: No, I, I agree. You, you can't go wrong from something that you don't have to pay for to
0: watch. Absolutely. Couldn't agree with you more on that. But it is Amazon Prime's Wheel of Time. With This series is actually available right now on Amazon Prime. So please. The
1: first three episodes. Other than that, yes. it airs every, every Friday. Friday I think,
0: yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. First three episodes, then every Friday, new episodes come in. So if you want to check out the Amazon Prime's Wheel of Time, please go ahead and do so. And if you have thoughts on it, we'd love to hear them. PopcultureCosmos at yahoo.com. Well, coming up next after the break, Don Fobbs from the Mother Daughter-ish podcast is coming up with her TV update. Then right after that, we're going to be talking a little bit of Arcane. Also as well, Cowboy Bebop and some Black Friday deals that we're having our eye on, plus also some Black Friday memories that we love to share. I just always love to share Black Friday memories with you. So we're going to go ahead and share our Black Friday memories, Black Friday deals, Cowboy Bebop, and a little bit of Arcane as well. This is the Pop Culture Cosmos. And if you're ready to talk toys, I haven't stopped talking toys. Let's get to it. It's the Jay and Rob Toy Show, and we're back for season two for 10 more episodes of Toy talk and Goodness. And this time we talk Marvel figures, we talk DC figures, Holy Grails, play sets, what if scenarios, and so much more. But we're not alone. We've brought a few friends with us this time. All that, and of course, our action figure spotlight. So check out the Jay and Rob Toy Show season two, exclusively on Jinx Esports TV Canada. Once again, it is. Dawn Fobs, you got to go ahead and check out her and her lovely daughter each and every time out when they bring out new episodes. In fact, they're bringing out a Black Friday episode like we are tonight. Tonight, <laughs> so you got to go ahead and check it out today. The mother-daughter-ish podcast available yeah. wherever you get your podcasts, with all the shows that you mentioned, all the stuff that you've taken down as far as notes for all the shows that unfortunately are meeting an end, like Black Lightning, yeah. Killing Eve.
2: On Netflix, there's a show called Country Comfort. That one's gone. And then F is for Family. I didn't like it that much, but I thought, well, you know, it was okay. But I'm just finding it very interesting. The ones that do get cut, it's like we either love it, love it, love it, or we're like, "Eh, they should have never come out type of thing. But I have found that I really, truly believe that they're just making a way for some of these new shows that they've got. And I'm almost going to be surprised at some of the new things that are coming simply because we just don't know. What's on the block, but that's what I'm gonna be listening out for next is okay, what's gonna happen after January when they start with the whole new seasons of other things? And I'm kinda excited about that. Blacklist, of course, it came back and it hasn't come on Netflix yet, so it's on regular TV right now. But when it comes on Netflix, I'll get to see that other season because they are giving everything that they are supposed to give to us as viewers.
0: So before we hand it on, I wanted to make sure we have plenty of time for this. And that is a question I wanna put to you. Okay. And of all the times I was thinking about this question when it popped up into my brain of all the times you got to think about this major question it pops up during Pam and Tommy Lee and I'm thinking to myself, oh my gosh you know, yeah yeah <laughs> so okay, here you go. So the question I'm thinking about is with all the stuff that's available now in the streaming
1: mm-hmm. areas
0: and the streaming markets, the different streaming platforms that we have out there and the whole the younger audiences are all shifting towards what's on streaming they kind of leaning away from cable and they're kind of leaning away from broadcast, although you still see some successes from time to time. I mean, Yellowstone on cable has been a huge hit still, even to this day. The broadcast, you could still get two, three, four million viewers on occasion to watch right. the shows with all the different things that are available out there. Uh-huh. And I know this is something we probably would have said 20, 30 years ago when the cable market started to really boom in the early 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And the satellite TV got all the channels and the seemingly endless for television viewers once satellite and cable really came into power. Yeah. The question I have for you now is with all the streaming outlets, is now the best time ever to be a television viewer?
2: Absolutely not. Simply because you don't have to commit to anything the way they've got it set up now. So I would say no, because you don't have to commit to anything. And look at it these kids are so creative now and when i say kids i'm talking 29 and younger they're so smart now that they're creating their own experiences through their own social media their own TikTok. they're creating their own shows and parodies and skits and all these things themselves so a lot of them a big chunk of them really don't care about the streaming or the network because they're so busy in their own world creating their own content okay. and i also want to say i want to say on netflix there's two great movies that are out right now. One with Dwayne, the rock Johnson called red notice. It gives me James Bond vibes. And then there's the harder they fall that was produced by Jay-Z. And that gives me real cowboy. You know, I'm from Texas. So yeah.
0: I will tell you the harder they fall is getting a wide acclaim. Uh, it's oh, done it's very possible. well for the, for the network, but yes. The red notice is getting absolutely horrid reviews. They've
2: been number one on Netflix now for seven days.
0: Well, no, no. I mean, I mean, as far as from a critical standpoint, Metacritic, oh, okay. that, Metacritic has an average score of 37, which obviously you know is very good. But, I'll tell you but, the fans, getting... but the fans are going to it in Europe. It's actually, like you said, Several days is the number one, and in fact, it is the fastest viewing as far as the number of people watching it, the fastest viewing for Netflix for a movie, and obviously that's driven by the three main stars, Gal Gadot. Ryan Reynolds, and of course, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And guess
2: what? I'm not a Dwayne The Rock fan. So for me, it was hard for me to decide to even watch it. But when I saw that it was going to have a little funny in it, I said, let me check it out. So what I got from it is I got a a James Bond vibe. I got some comedy. And then I got a three groups, you know, the kind of like good cop, bad cop, good cop thing. I like that kind of thing. So that's why I liked it. But I'm not even a, a, a rock fan. So it was like, it was hard for me to decide to watch it. But those two are doing really, really well on there, and I was so happy that they came out a week apart because it gave me something to look forward to each time. So it, it's really, really a good movie, and they really set it up so that at the end we know we're going to see a part two. I don't care what you say, we're going to see a part two. The way oh, it no, ends, you
0: will because you perfect. will see. Yes, but the harder they fall is getting a lot of acclaim, especially when it comes to Idris Elba. And it should be. It and should be. Supporter. Uh, just so, on
2: the just on the actors alone. I mean, you got Delroy Lindo. You got one of the Wayans brothers. I mean, you've got <sighs>
0: The cast is amazing, amazing. Tina so King, who is an amazing actress Yes, I've seen director. it three
2: times now. I watched it twice the day that's it came true. out, and then I watched it another time with one of my daughters. And I've wow. seen Red Notice twice because I wanted to make for sure that I really loved it, and I said, I do, I love it.
0: Well, with Red Notice, because it's going to be so expensive to make, and that's a lot of it's based oh, off yeah. the salaries for those three, it has to do well in order oh, to get yeah. a sequel. So it is doing those kind of numbers. But the harder they fall, I don't know if they'll return to that world, but it is something that, again, is a great sign when people are watching it and encouraged oh. that this is a movie that's not only getting that are watching it, but also as well, people out there that are praising the movie for what it is and the substance yeah. that it has. I hope everyone mm-hmm. also gets a chance to see an earlier movie from this year with Idris about Concrete Cowboys, which is something that I think people need to go ahead and check out as well. It's also one of the highest rated movies of the year. So hopefully people get checked out. Red Notice, I think, is the one that I think is going to be more appealing to fans. To me, you know, it it seems like it's going to go through a lot of tropes that we see a lot in these type of action movies. But if it takes care of you as a fan and it it takes care of what you're looking for. Entertained. Yeah, Yeah. just to be entertained. Absolutely. It's it's obviously as a popcorn flick, it's doing the trick. Great numbers for it there. Again, Arcane is a series that is getting extremely high rated. It's already been approved for season two, and it just came out last week. Cowboy Bebop as well that just came out on Netflix on Friday. That's a series. I tried that
2: that
0: one. I tried
2: it. It was was a little weird for me.
0: (laughs) It is a little weird, but I've seen five episodes, and I highly recommend that. So I I had a good time with it. But it is a little bit offbeat. It's based off the anime series. Yeah, yes. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, Don, it's just been great having you on the show. Thank Please, you. before we head on out, you got to tell everybody about the mother daughter ish podcast that you have available for everyone out there.
2: Thank you so much. The mother daughter is podcast is building communication skills between mothers and daughters. We talk about everything from what's happening in the to pop culture to very serious topics. As a matter of fact, the month of December, we are going to dedicate that to everything that a woman should know. And so we're going to do a challenge for ourselves. My daughter and I, we're going to do one podcast every single day. So that's 31 podcasts that we're going to do the month of December. And every time we get on there, I'm going to talk about what I think every woman should know. And my daughter's going to give her opinion on what every woman their age should know so we're going to do 31 days of what every woman should know things like how to change a tire you know just just things that we should know so we're going to start that series december the first and we are so excited about what's going to be coming up in 2022 and i can't wait to share those ideas with you as
0: well don't forget to check out her black friday show as well so Uh go ahead and check out what she's doing there especially yeah. if you go or like those Black Friday deals like me shopping this weekend was a very hard to do. I'll just leave it at that. The traffic this weekend was
2: really, really a nightmare. I hadn't seen it like that in a long time, but yes. I was excited to see it though. It reminds me of when everybody used to line up at the Best Buy for the TVs. That's how they kind of were at Costco yesterday with those TVs on sale. And they've got this new TV. I told you, I found out the brand of it is called Watch, W-A-T-C-H. And it's the one that has the Disney Plus built in it. And it's got all the other apps built that are not in our smart TVs we have right now and the 55 inches $439 or something like that and I was just like I'm not in the market for a TV but I appreciate that one has everything I wish my smart TV had right now please yeah. check
0: out what she's going to be doing for Black Friday and then all the great upcoming episodes that she has at the mother daughter ish podcast that's available wherever you get your podcasts All right, well, thank Dawn, you. one last thing for me for you and your entire family I wish a safe and happy Thanksgiving weekend. You okay? as well. Thank you so For much. You as well and your family. And next month, we will uh-huh. talk the best of 2021. Best I want of. to hear the list. I want to hear the entire list. Of your top 10. Best of 2021? Yes. Give me a list of 10. It doesn't have to be a TV. It doesn't have to be a movie. Okay. Because whatever it is, documentary, whatever it is, the 10 best things that you saw on the television in 2021 as a oh, leading TV that's going
2: to be fun. Okay. All right. I'll be ready for that. I'll start on it now because I can pretty much tell you right now, hmm, okay.
0: <laughs> Once again, it's Dawn Fobbs. She is the host of the Mother Daughter-ish podcast. Please go ahead and check out all the great upcoming episodes today, wherever you get your podcasts. Don it's been fantastic having you here. I look forward to hearing your top 10 list next month right back here at The Pop Culture. Nice. <laughs> if you're in the Las Vegas and Henderson areas and are looking to buy, sell, or trade the best in classic or current video games and pop culture collectibles, there's no better place to go than Retro City Games. And we're back to close out the show. This is the Pop Culture Cosmos. Once again, we are the leading tabletop RPG streamer on Facebook. Check out our tremendous shows that Mitch, Roger, Melinda, Rob, and Victor all run for these tremendous games that you can see all week long on Facebook at Pop Culture Cosmos. You'll see a tremendous amount. In fact, right now, even if you go to the video section at Pop Culture Cosmos, you will see hours. Upon countless hours of tabletop RPG action. So, if you want to go ahead and check it out today, Pop Culture Cosmos on Facebook, where you also see the latest news and trends in pop culture posted right there at Pop Culture Cosmos. But before we head on out, my friend, I wanted to go ahead, as I mentioned with Don Fobbs, Arcane is getting a lot of great reviews. In fact, he just scored a 10 from IGN for the entire season. I want to go ahead and mention that I got a chance to watch a little bit of it.
1: So let's just make a note here. That's the first thing that's not made by Sony that IGN has given a 10 out of 10 to.
0: Video game wise, they gave Forza a 10 as well.
1: That's true. So they did recently. Yeah. That, that was yeah, the, recently. Uh, so second thing that Sony hasn't made that they're going to attend to.
0: i spoken like a true Xbox fanboy that you are. But I want to go ahead and say that Arcane. I like to
1: think I'm pretty middle of the road these days.
0: Okay, good, good. You're like me, Mr. Geneva. Geneva, Switzerland, right there. (laughs) Trying to negotiate between the video game wars right there. And I want to go ahead and mention that Arcane, based off the League of Legends, that did get an early second season renewal before we had it done out on Friday. And it was just amazing to see the kind of response for it as yet. I've seen a little bit of it. If you're brand new to the world and universe of Arcane and League of Legends, It's going to be a little bit rough at first because they don't give you much of a primer up front. You get over that little bit of a hump, you're really going to like what you're going to see.
1: It's cool that they are trying to expand their, not just their mythology, but also their audience with these different mediums of storytelling.
0: Well, again, it's something that I'm very interested in checking out more of. I only checked out a little bit so far. I've been focusing on another show that netflix just dropped this past friday and that is cowboy bebop i've actually seen the first five episodes and for my time with arcane blade runner black lotus and also as well cowboy bebop i say of the three i would give a slight advantage to cowboy bebop because i'm really liking what i'm seeing with cowboy bebop i think it's entertaining Some of the episodes do drag a little bit because they're doing a lot of explanation and backstory on the characters, but the actual adventures and missions and obviously the overarching story arc is very intriguing. I love the fact that they're intergalactic bounty hunting and, you know, they're not the best at it or they have the worst luck, I should say, uh, known for any bounty hunters, but... It is something that, even if you're not familiar with the anime, I like this setup a little bit more than Arcanes from introducing you to what's going on. I really like that standpoint. I'm really enjoying all three of these series. Your thoughts so far on what you've seen from Cowboy Bebop?
1: Me and my wife watched the first episode on Friday. No, it
0: isn't a very adult Friday by language. I just want to let you know. Yeah. I I mean, and that's, that's
1: typical. The anime was like that too. Like before I watched Cowboy Bebop, I had never seen an anime that actually like used the F word before, which was like super surprising to me, but I wasn't expecting it to be good. I turned the show. There's a low bar. There's a very low bar. And yeah, with, with like these anime to live action adaptations, they just haven't been good. And so I turned this on expecting it more of the same. But then, you know, I, I, I see the over-the-top villain that they opened up the show with, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be exactly what I thought it was. But then, you know, Spike shows up, and then Jet shows up, and they have that shootout, and then all the chaos breaks out, and the, the do- door to the space station bursts open, and you're hearing jokes and, like, it slowly started to grow on me because I felt like I was watching a Quentin Tarantino movie, with just just with like how stylized things are and how fast the dialogue was moving, and even even still like I was, you get further into the first episode, you get to like Asimov and the uh, the pregnant woman who has the the drugs like that is. I was like, this is going to be just... The red eye. Yeah, this is going to be like beat for beat. This is the first episode of Cowboy Bebop. Like, this is what they showed in Cowboy Bebop, the the cartoon. And I was expecting it to be, you know, move for move like that. And it ended up kind of telling that story, but in a different way. So, like, this is, in fact, a retelling. A lot of reviews have been saying, like, this is, oh, it's just an exact adaptation of the anime. But it's not. It's kind of like a a, a rekindling of those old stories and i for one like i have really enjoyed what i've seen so far the only thing i don't like is the guy that plays vicious i don't know that it's i don't think that that's a good he doesn't look like an actor that i was imagining playing vicious but also like john Cho he's is the head
0: the, of the syndicate just that so everybody know yeah that it, has a that has a tie to the past for spike the you know john cho's character
1: Right, right, and uh i don't I don't know, I just like I didn't imagine him being the person who's playing vicious, like I just I don't like the actor, and I don't not that I don't like him as a person, I just don't like him in that role. I feel like there are probably like i was I was expecting you know they cast Spike as an Asian actor, I was expecting vicious to be cast as an Asian actor as well because that's I guess when I imagined a live adaptation, that's what I was imagining happening, but then again, I'm only one episode in, so I haven't really been fair to the by giving this guy a chance. So I don't know yet. But you're, you're four episodes in, and you, know, you've, you said you've enjoyed what's happened so far. So maybe I just need to watch a few more episodes.
0: I'm actually five way in and halfway through, so I'm enjoying what I'm seeing. It's just fun. And that, for me, is, is a really good thing because it doesn't happen as often as I would like because I become too critical when I watch stuff on movies or television. I become way too... I I guess nitpicky about the things I see so when I can go and sit back and enjoy a series for what it's worth enjoy it for what it is you know what I kind of think I'm having a good time with it
1: yeah yeah I mean and that's how definitely how I left the first episode and, and I'm wanting to watch more of it like I it made me laugh and that was something I wasn't expecting to happen so definitely enjoying my time in that universe as of this moment
0: it is Cowboy Bebop. It is now available on Netflix, all 10 episodes. I'm hoping they'll get an early renewal like Arcane did for Season 2. And congratulations to anyone out there who enjoys Arcane because it's been very well received. Cowboy Bebop has not been as well received. It's getting eh, okay reviews. But from us, it's actually getting a little bit stronger reviews. I'm enjoying my time with it. Are you enjoying your time with Cowboy Bebop? Please share us your thoughts. BombCultureGosmos at Yahoo.com. Before we head on out, Black Friday. Black Friday, it's here. It's our favorite shopping time of the year. I was here this past weekend shopping in and out and about, already trying to get some deals. I know we had to buy some things uh, that were already on sale, so we were looking at getting some more stuff this weekend. I know it's going to be a very busy time, and I'm hoping you and your family have a tremendous Thanksgiving, but... I know with you, Josh, like me, it's like you have one eye on the turkey and one eye on Black Friday ads.
1: Yeah, I, so I, I did some Christmas shopping earlier this week. When I did it online because it, it's funny. If you go, like Walmart has their Black Friday sales going, but there's not, you know, as far as like games and movies and stuff like that goes, like there's not the big kiosks, not kiosks, but what do you call it? Like the, the stands in the middle of the store like there usually yes. is. It's just you, you pick it up and you know, you go online and see if it's on sale. And then if it is on sale, there's not really any indication that any of this stuff's on sale in store. So it's you just kind of got to like look at the ad online and find out. If, I'm kind of dis- just bummed out this year because usually on Black Friday, you see these like $60 games, a lot of the new ones, and they're cut by like 50%, right? Like you can get one for $35 or $40, I guess. But you don't really see that this year. You see a lot of stuff that's been out for a while being heavily discounted and a lot of stuff that's already cheap being discounted. But as far as like newer games go, you don't see a lot of that on sale. And the ones that are on sale are are cut maybe by like $5. Like the, the sales are not as deep on games and movies as they once were. And I don't know if that has anything to do with like what's going on with the shipments or if it's just been a slow year because of COVID. But You know, there are certain things like that that has kind of bummed me out a little bit.
0: Well, it's so funny because you see the ads out there. And first off, I do want to thank Bill for his email that he sent us here at PopCultureCospels at Yahoo.com. When you're looking at those front page ads and you see the great television deals or the great electronics deals or anything out there that you see is a great front page deal, just be wary and be careful out there that they are products that you actually need that will actually last for you. I know when it comes to some of those great deals, when you're looking at those $200 or $300 TVs, like, for instance, when Walmart on this Black Friday deal, if you want to go ahead right now and take a look at it at blackfriday.com, you can see a $400 70-inch television, which is an amazing deal. But before you go ahead and go all into that, just make sure you're careful about that as a consumer. I've had some things that I've bought in the past on Black Friday that have worked and then some others that just didn't work after a short period of time. So sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. But just be very careful on what you're buying as far as if it's a low-priced great deal. And then also be wary out there and do your shopping and do your investigation beforehand if you can, blackfriday.com or just some of the regular sites themselves because they're showing their Black Friday deals right now for the most part. So if you want to go ahead and check that out, Go to a Walmart.com, go to a Costco.com, go to a Target.com and check out all the deals right now that you can to make sure that there are products out there and you're actually getting a good savings on it. And do your history before you go ahead and spend that kind of money, whether it's on a a front page item or if it's a large and expensive item that you might be buying that's getting a steep discount. So make sure you keep your eyes on that. Plus uh, the fact that they have as well, not just televisions, not just stereos, not just headsets, but also as well, you know, things like in the cellular department, look out for some great deals there. I know Walmart, Best Buy, they're obviously giving great incentives for if you're getting new iPhones or getting new lines and things of that nature. So take a look at that. It's not just all about TVs, and, but you're right, my friend, when it comes to video games, the video game prices, they're not really that great. Although... If you didn't pick up a copy of Cyberpunk 2077, it's so funny because you can actually get it as low as 9.99 this coming week. I believe that is at Target. Mm-hmm. So for all you yeah. Target sharpers out there, target.com they,
1: they frequently have that game discounted to 10 bucks at Target. Like well, I've I been in there a few times, yeah. I mean, hmm. Yeah. The Jedi
0: Fallen Order is now dropped to the price around 14.99, so check that out at Walmart or Target. Those two places I've seen indicated at $14.99, so that's a great time to pick that up because that's been a tremendous game that you have spoken of highly already in the past. But there are still deals out there. They're just getting harder and harder to find. I do want to mention our friends at iArcade at I-I-R-C-A-D-E.com. They are running a huge sale, about $200 off their units, which are normally in the $800 range. They're really being reduced $200 to $600. And these are the whole arcade units, which come with 64 or 128 gigabytes of storage, depending on the unit, has the accessibility and Wi-Fi to go ahead and download games right from there. And they have specialized units, whether it's Dragon's Lair, Space Ace, Double Dragon, Retromania. So if you get a chance you can go ahead and check out for a discount today, iirk.com. But do your research starting now when you're hearing this or in the next couple of days because by the time it gets to Wednesday, Thursday, you're already set and prepared on what to shop for either in the store or online.
1: Having worked at Best Buy, they have TVs and monitors and stuff that come out specifically for Black Friday. So just make sure you're like getting something that's of quality, not something that they're like, Oh, hey, there's a special holiday item that we're going to stop making the moment the holidays are over. And then you won't be able to replace it at all if something's wrong with it. So just do, do your homework. Make sure you're getting something quality and something that you'll be able to like get support for after you buy
0: it. One last thing I want to ask you, my friend, is a favorite memory. If there's one memory that you have from Black Friday, I've got a great story that I think I've told before in the show. But I like to go ahead and reshare it again because it's been a while since I have. You want me to go first or yeah, do you go, want to go you, ahead?
1: You, you go first this time. Let's hear it.
0: Okay. It was many years ago. And it was actually cold, very cold on that Black Friday. It's like in the 20s, which I know for a lot of people out there, it's like, oh, in the East Coast and all over the world. It's just like, okay, that ain't nothing. But for us here in Las <laughs> Vegas, it was like brr, 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 cold, cold. It was a really cold Black Friday for us here in Vegas. So we went out, myself, my wife, my sister-in-law and her ex-boyfriend, they went out, all of us, and we went to a big shopping center where a Best Buy and a Walmart are right next to each other. So you can really go from one to another in normal times. But in times like these, where there are massive lines all over the place, it was really hard to do so. And Best Buy, before the store opened at four o'clock in the morning, the line is already literally going around the store. So we all waited and we're waiting and they're, they're freezing and they, you know, the Starbucks is not even warming anybody up. And, and they're saying, Gerald, maybe you should walk over to Walmart and, and maybe stay outside in that line there. And, you know, I said, yeah, you're right. Cause there's some deals I have to get at Walmart. So, uh, all right, I'll brave it out there. I'll brave it out there. So I go over there and that was the first year that they actually started organizing things of doing everything inside and bringing everybody inside for the lines. But my wife and my so uh, sister-in-law and, and her to... ex-boyfriend, they didn't know that.
1: So you have to stay toasty.
0: Yeah. So they give me a call about an hour later, Gerald, we're still in line. They're about ready to open the store here in about a half an hour. How are you doing, Gerald? Oh, I'm fine. I'm great. Everything's all good. Everything's fine with me. I'm toasty and warm inside. No, oh, my gosh, I got <laughs> roasted and lambasted over that. So, so you made the yeah, right they choice. Just, uh, they just kicked my butt over that. Have you got that one great memory that you have of Black Friday before we head on
1: out? Let me talk about this one, like, unique memory I have. So I worked at Best Buy, and they sent – this was – it was probably, like, the store opened at – Four that morning and uh, around 3:30, they send the girl out there that's supposed to be giving information on like black ties and all that but these people this like mob of people outside they're not interested in like black tie protection you know they're not interested in replacement plans or opening best buy cards like they want to know how many of these items are in the ad and like they went so far as to like touching this girl like they're just their hands are all over her So she comes inside crying because she's just been like handled by all these different people. So like they send me out there and I'm kind of like acting as a shield for this girl. She's trying to sell credit cards. But then they're like all touching me, you know, and I felt like that scene in Batman versus Superman when Superman like lands and he's in the midst of all those people and they're all like putting his hand on his chest, except they weren't like gently touching me. They're like grabbing my shirt and asking me like, how many TVs do you have of this? And like. I just remember that very vividly because that was my last Black Friday working at Best Buy. People are crazy when they want those deals, man. And the, the, the girl was fine. Like, they didn't, like, do anything, like, bad to her. You know, they just kind of, like, grabbed onto her shirt trying to get her attention. But one of my favorite memories of Black Friday was we had Thanksgiving at my sister's house in Long Beach. Me and my cousin finish early, and we're like, yeah, we don't want to deal with all this, like, possibly awkward family drama that could ensue anytime we're all in the same room together. So, me and him get in the car and we go Black Friday shopping. I think we each spent like $150 to $200 that Black Friday, and we just came out with like a stack of stuff, some of which, like, I mean, I haven't even had the chance to play yet. So, it was just funny because I hadn't looked at any ads, but there's obviously a lot of things that I wanted. So,. Black Friday is very dangerous for people who are not budget conscientious.
0: That's for sure, my friend. That's for sure. But if you have any great Black Friday stories of your own, we would love to hear them as we hope everyone out there has a safe and happy Thanksgiving. So for Josh Peterson, this is Gerald this It's another beautiful day in paradise right here in the Pop Culture Cosmos. We thank you for listening. And here's hoping you have yourself a great